From the CQ Roll Call Newsroom in Washington, this is the Budget Tracker Extra podcast, your nonpartisan news source for how Congress spends your money. With all of Washington focused on a tax code overhaul, there's been little attention to the spending deal needed soon to avoid a government shutdown. But behind closed doors, talks are underway to increase spending limits again to get a bipartisan budget deal. I'm David Lerman, editor of the CQ Budget Tracker newsletter, and with me today is Paul Krozak, who covers the budget process for CQ. Great to be here, David. So, Paul, you gave CQ readers an exclusive story last week on the outline of a potential deal taking shape to fund the government for the rest of this fiscal year and beyond. Tell us what you've learned about it. Well, the uh, the congressional leaders, Democratic and Republican, House and Senate, and the White House have been talking behind the scenes for a number of weeks now, trying to put together a budget deal that would uh, raise the discretionary caps in 2018 and 2019. And so what we learned last week was that they are close. They don't have a deal yet, but they're close. And they are talking numbers, talking the amount they would raise the caps, and they're looking at raising the caps about $180 billion over two years. This would be an increase in the defense cap and also in the non-defense cap. Yeah, we should explain. These are the spending caps that have been imposed under a 2011 deficit-cutting law that sets limits on discretionary spending each year. Uh, but no one thinks they can get a deal under the current caps because Congress wants to spend more money. That's right. These caps go through 2021, and uh, they've basically raised these caps every year. In 2013, you had the Ryan-Murray budget deal, Paul Ryan um, and uh, Senator Murray. So they um, keep raising these caps, and they have to do so again in order to get some spending bills passed for this fiscal year. That's right. They've done two budget deals over the past four years, and this would be a third budget deal for the next two years. And so how much of these, how much is the spending going to increase? You said $182 right. billion? What, what they're looking, well, the Republican proposal um, is increased defense $54 billion each year and increased non-defense $37 billion each year. Democrats are rejecting that. They want equal increases in defense and non-defense. In the past two budget deals, you did have equal increases in defense and non-defense. So still no agreement then? No agreement. They are, both sides uh, are generally satisfied with the idea of about a $180 billion increase over two years, but they disagree on the distribution in terms of the difference between discretionary spending and mandatory spending, uh, this budget deal, uh, again, would raise discretionary spending about $180 billion. Um, now, discretionary spending, about half of that is defense, and about half of it is everything else that we think about as government, um, Department of Health and Human Services, um, uh, the, uh, uh, the Commerce Department, uh, the Homeland Security, and so on, the things that we think of as the federal government. Now, mandatory spending is automatic pilot spending, and that's about two-thirds of the budget, and it includes Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, um, entitlement programs, uh, farm subsidies, et cetera. 
And in the past, these budget deals have cut some of these mandatory programs to pay for the higher spending. Uh, again, it's unclear to what extent this deal would cut any of those mandatory programs. And there are other issues as well. The uh, continuing the, the, the program for children of illegal immigrants that goes back to the Obama administration. DACA is what it's called. Uh, Democrats really want to, a lot of Democrats really want to see that in the deal. Republicans are rejecting that idea. It also looks like this deal would not include any money for President Trump's border wall. So those could be huge problems. Yeah, and we should say DACA is the deferred action for immigrants who came to this country as, as uh, children illegally uh, that President Obama had, had uh, essentially allowed them to stay here without the risk of deportation. The Trump administration has been sending mixed signals about the program. Democrats definitely want to make sure it stays in place. That's right. It's not in place right now, so Democrats would like to reinstitute it. And the Republican objection to that is that they want that coupled with some kind of um, increased border enforcement, perhaps the wall. Certainly there are some Republicans who would vote for it, but, but this DACA program alone, it would be very hard to get that passed in the House. But couldn't they do a, a basic budget deal with uh, outlining the spending limits without getting into all that and saving those issues for the actual catch-all spending bill that comes, that comes down the pike later? That's a possibility. So they may punt on that for now. They may punt on it. We've heard it's very unlikely that DACA and the border wall money would get into this budget deal. Okay. But Democrats are still pushing for DACA. Another issue here, by the way, is offsets. That right. I mean, obviously, conservatives, particularly in the House, have often complained that any new spending should come with cuts to other programs to offset them. Uh, how much of a fight are we going to see on that? It's very interesting because the last two budget deals were completely offset. The increases in discretionary spending were offset by cuts in mandatory spending programs and fee increases. That was true both of the Ryan Murray deal and also the Boehner-Obama deal a couple years ago. Um, but this budget deal, it looks like at best it would be partially offset, and there's even the possibility that it won't be offset at all, and that's going to cause problems for a lot of conservative Republicans. And if you'd like, I could sort of go into the reasons why it's not going to be fully offset. Well, you beg the question. Why wouldn't it be? One point is this, is, this would be a much bigger increase in discretionary spending than the previous budget deals. This, like I said, this would be a $180 billion increase over two years. The last budget deal was an $80 billion increase over two years. So it's harder to completely offset a larger increase. Uh, number two, they've used a lot of offsets that they call low-hanging fruit, fairly easy offsets to get agreement on in the past two budget deals. Every time you do a budget deal like this, there's less low-hanging fruit available. Mm -hmm. The third point, and this is, I think, a very interesting theory that comes from Ed Lorenzen, who's senior advisor at the Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget, and his theory is that because Republicans are trying to pass a tax bill, 
that would increase the deficit by one and a half trillion um, over ten years. Over ten years, even though Republicans think that a lot of that will be made up by economic growth, but because Republicans are trying to pass a deficit-financed tax cut, it's very hard for them to make the argument to Democrats that when we increase discretionary spending, that we should totally offset that discretionary spending increase. Well, we do have the irony, I guess, of Republicans pushing to cut taxes and boost spending at the same time. Um, I guess the politics of that can get awkward. Right. And in terms of increasing spending, um, a big priority for Republicans and for the Trump administration is increasing defense spending. So in order to get the defense increase they want, they are going to have to deal with Democrats. And, you even, and the defense thing could still be an issue, right? Because you said a $54 billion increase in defense, but the defense hawks want even more than that. Well, that's right. They do. They want in the neighborhood of 630 or $640 billion, as opposed to the $603 billion in this Republican proposal. Um, and there are a lot of defense hawks, and they can, they can stop a bill from getting passed. But the thing is that if you don't, end up with a budget deal supported by Republicans and Democrats that passes, then you're going to have a continuing resolution that would continue spending at current levels, and that would provide a lot less money for defense than a budget deal. So current funding runs out uh, on December 8. Uh, How soon could we see a deal, and how quickly can they make things work? We could see a deal very soon. They appear close in many ways, but you never know. There, there can be holdups at the last minute. It could possibly be as early as this week. I, I think it's almost certain they would have to do another stopgap spending measure to extend the uh, funding of the government beyond December 8, even if it's only to allow time to put together the omnibus uh, appropriations bill. Yeah, because even if they get this budget deal, that just sets the overall limits. Then they still have to do the nitty-gritty spending bill. Right, and that could take about a month. So, Merry Christmas. Right. Okay. So there's a lot to sort out as these budget talks come down to the wire, and CQ will be covering it all for you. My thanks again to Paul Krozak, our resident budget expert, for joining me. And thank you all for listening. I'm David Lerman, your Budget Tracker editor. The podcast is taking a break for the Thanksgiving recess next week, but we'll return on Monday, December 4. Until then, you can keep up to date by reading your daily CQ Budget newsletter. You can subscribe to this podcast and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, and NPR One. And for more on this subject and other stories, visit rollcall.com. Or find us on Twitter. The handle is at CQNow or at RollCall.